Bueller, 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 Bueller. Wake up! Good morning! Terry Wilson, he's going to throw. Conrad! Touchdown, Kentucky! Touchdown, Kentucky! <laughs> Victory, Kentucky! Like, give your fans what they want, you dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. They Rubbish is buggers over here. Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron Harrison beyond belief. We did it. We beat those British We beat the British. Suck it, Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeeding. Just wild. Like, that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable, what an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun, play fake, step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. Three down, touchdown, Kentucky. Jesus, Rash, get it together. Yeah, it's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Hello, everybody. Happy Wednesday to you. Hump Day edition of Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen. Hope you're having a great start to your morning. Uh, old, old Roush not feeling too great, so we're going from home today, but he is here. So we appreciate your commitment, Nick Roush. How are you feeling after uh, we last spoke about an hour ago? Uh, I've been better. But we're going to push through and push through. No days off, as Bill Belichick said. Um, so, yeah, just pushing through. It's um, – I did a really good job, TJ. I know when kids go to school, they just – they get sick, right? And then you catch strays every once in a while. We made it all the way almost through October um, before I finally caught one of those strays. And uh, I guess it could be worse, but, um, you know, so we're pushing through. Push it through, maybe get a post-nap show and post-show nap. And, yeah, just might have some weird things coming out of my mouth today. Should get interesting. Well, you know what? Maybe the show will be boring enough for you. You can nap during it. Hmm? No. Wouldn't be the first time in Big X history. No, it sure sure wouldn't. You'd be in good company if you were to do it. Uh, I, like, Sunday and Monday, yesterday was much better. I didn't feel sick by any means but like i didn't really know i just wasn't hungry and that's super weird for me not to be hungry um i think monday i got like a sandwich and i ate half of it and i was like what the hell normally i want to like make two sandwiches i'm so hungry um and then when i'd like work out and stuff i'd get i was kind of getting like a little lightheaded and just wasn't wasn't feeling like it was just weird i wasn't sick enough to like want to not work or not do anything but it was just like man something feels a little off and then I noticed on Lucy's little, my daughter's daycare app, where they just post updates and post pictures and whatnot, they were posting that, you know, they, they post when she has her number ones and her number twos, and they sometimes detail the number twos, and not to get too gross early on this Wednesday morning. But they had mentioned on the app, and I had missed this, that like, hey, you know, she's a little, little, little runny. I, I wonder if, you know, if she's sick or, or something, but she's acting fine. It's just, you know, we just noticed this. Uh, so I think we had a little bug, Roush, to be honest with you. And I now know of three other families that have 
a little mm-hmm. stomach bug. So I do think the stomach bug is going around Louisville. It Puzzle did like hit our family, I think, but I think we got it kind of easy, all things considered. Like, I, I'm sure Lucy didn't feel great. I certainly didn't feel great, but not enough to really, like, knock us on our butts, which is I consider a victory in the world of child sickness. Um, shout out to, like, daycares and pre-Ks and all that for posting pictures of kids at school. That's just such a cool mm-hmm. new development. And it's also great because, you know, Duke's a very talkative, very outgoing kid. He gets it honestly. Uh, but any kid, when you ask him what they did at school, he's just like, like, you know, they just, they don't want to completely talk about it. But now it's like, oh, you just, you get to, you get to see like what all they're doing. It's cool. Yeah. I've seen some like parenting TikToks that have been like, don't ask your kid how school was today. If you like on this app, it'll be like, we sang silly, silly Billy story time. Lucy, tell me about silly Billy story time. And she'll be like, ah, I'm a silly Billy. You know, she still can't yeah. like, talk. She can talk and she can say a couple sentences, but like, it's better to acknowledge something that you know happened instead of just giving them a blank canvas to paint yeah. a picture of their day. Cause you're right. Kids aren't usually well, like, going to gush over exactly every little detail. And, uh, you know, parent of the year over here, school started around Labor Day, and it's October, and I just figured out how to see the pictures and everything. So, yeah, um, we got a week, then in October, and then final (laughs) two months of the year. Pretty wild. It's here, yeah, yeah. Uh, He carved pumpkins yesterday, and Duke was like, yeah, there's seeds and pulp in a pumpkin. I'm like, dude, you got it, man. Of course there's seeds and a pulp in a pumpkin. We did the jack-o'-lanterns on Monday night, and the wife cooked up the seeds yesterday. So delicious. Such like a thought. I'm actually probably going to go get some here after our first break and just munch on them. They're salty. They're good. They'd probably be good with a beer, to be honest with you. Uh, yeah. But they're delicious. So I'm always happy when she when she does that. It is. It's it's spooky season. We're knee deep into it. Halloween just six days away. Scoots, how are you? How was your Tuesday? How's your Wednesday did morning? You, did you carve any pumpkins last night? Yeah. How many pumpkins did you? Carve? No, I am. Uh, I'm going to work on Friday and carving pumpkins. So, oh. yeah, that that's at what I'll be at the hotel. Yeah, I got I had to go in yesterday. I kind of put off some work on Monday. I had like 70 rooms to inspect on Monday, but I got us a nice little buffer on Monday night. And I was I was like told my manager, I was like, I'm leaving at three. OK. And I was like, I'll come back tomorrow. I've got a nice little three hour gap between radio shows. I'll just inspect the rest of the rooms I did. So I went in, inspected the rest of those rooms yesterday in our director of sales. She was like, are you coming Friday? And I was like, no, I don't ever come on Fridays. Last last Friday was the exception. She was like, oh, well, we're carving pumpkins, and we want you to carve one. So I'm going to buy you a pumpkin. I was like, all right, well, if you buy me a pumpkin, I guess I have to come and, and carve that pumpkin. So, yeah, I'll be carving pumpkins on Friday. Really, really looking forward to it. I, I like carving pumpkins. I, I, I goofed this year. I tried to make an Elmo. It wasn't very good. Almost tough to make on a pumpkin, for what it's worth. I thought but, you was an admirable effort, though, TJ. I thank pre- you. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate that. It's really nice of you to say. I did give it my all. It's just when I was punching out one of the things, a bunch of other stuff came with it that I wasn't intending. And then you can always do the toothpick trick. But at that point, and I was like, I had my tail between my legs. So I was like, for the, my next pumpkin, I'm just going to make a W. How about that? A good old fashioned W. One year I did a KRC jack-o'-lantern. And that was a lot of fun. Uh, the W turned out horribly as well. And I look over at my wife and I was like, well, she's are, you know, she's very meticulous. She'll take her time with this. I'm sure it'll turn out pretty good. She made just the most simplistic, simple-looking jack-o'-lantern pumpkin. She, she she mailed it in in a big way as well. So, um, 
but she didn't make the siege, so she made up for it that way. Uh, I did something different this year, Roush, where I carved out the bottom of the pumpkin. I saw a TikTok suggesting that. I saw I saw, saw a similar video. Uh, so I it would cut be the easier that way. Bottom yeah. of it, and then pull the guts out that way. And then what's like the little cake batter spinny thing? What's what are those? What's that kitchen into? Oh, the little yeah, the cake. Um, like it spins a lot. Cake, cake stand, yeah. It's how they ice the cake because you just spin it and it just. No, this is like the thing that like has the two things on it that oh, spins really fast. It's it's a mixer. Yeah, mixer. it's just a handheld old-fashioned mixer. That's what yeah. they call it in the business. Yeah, uh, I, I don't spend a great deal of time in the kitchen. I'm not sure if people have picked up onto this five years doing Kentucky Roll Call. So the, the TikTok video also had a mixer, and it was like, cut from the bottom, take a mixer, and it's just going to make all that stuff basically fall out. It, it, it didn't make it fall out. I do think it maybe helped a little bit, and I do think going from the bottom helped just get everything out a little bit quicker. But we're talking about a saving of like two minutes potentially, if oh, that. So like nothing, that, nothing really severe. Wheeler, I saw that same video. Um, I'm almost certain, and they they conveniently they're like, look at how easy this. Is, but they don't actually show you removing the guts with the with the little mixer. The the mixer won't get the guts out, but it will kind of loosen them a little bit where gravity helps you since you cut from the bottom. Uh, and then she put like the Vaseline on all like the crevices. That, yeah, I've heard that one. That and like baking soda. Like baking yeah. soda will help it last. Only like six days from Halloween. I don't, you know, I think they'll probably stay fresh enough there. Yeah. I did think though, like cutting from the bottoms, isn't that just going to make it a billion times easier for bugs to access my jack o' lantern? I was thinking like if it does start to fall apart, it will be much It'll easier. It'll collapse in easier. Yeah. 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 That's a great point. Great point. Um, I uh, shout out to my buddy uh, Hager, who he proposed last week. He carved "Will You Marry Me" into a pumpkin. Wow! So they did. They did like all of the. Like, well, we're gonna spend the night. We're gonna carve pumpkins, and then went to present them. He like, you know, on the front porch, he turned one around, and it was like, "Will you marry me?" Oh my god! Oh. It, it she was, was very- so scared from all the Halloween decorations, though. She said no. <laughs> well, it was very fun. Like. He was at the wedding, and, you know, I don't see him a ton. He lives in Lexington. And it's like we're talking about meeting up, and then, like, she just posts that they're engaged. I'm like, oh, so you didn't want to you didn't want to share that with the class? Like, okay, like, real cool. Yeah, um, Roush needs to be the first to find these things out. Scoots, you need to propose to Thornton's girl by with your pumpkin that you're carving on Friday. Thornton's girl's not my cup of tea, I've told you all. We'll, Maybe be, you carve we'll a, be talking, trust me, Roush, we're going to be talking scoots and girls a lot today. Okay? <laughs> nice, nice, because I, I heard some of it on Rutherford yesterday. Oh, um, goodness gracious. Yeah, yeah. But maybe, you know, maybe like a heart, um, that could be just a nice, like, gesture. Um, or, scoots, why don't you carve a scooter into a pumpkin? Ooh, that's a good idea. Yeah, I'll carve a scooter. All right, I may start a new KRC rule. That if you text in between 704 and our first segment we read it okay so if you're early bird you're getting the worm because like you know i I do think like my my dad doesn't even listen until he wakes up and gets moving you know i think there's a lot of people like that uh so this this 850 number says let's get wacky if uk's whole defense got a bad case of roush stomach bug and you were having your best physical specimen day could you convert a third and two as rb1 no, no, no. So I, against UK second string defense, absolutely, I could. No, no doubt about it. 
see, all right, I actually would have a little bit of faith, maybe in like Scoots, because um, Scoots is a little guy. I don't. I mean, maybe in when you know, fifteen years ago, Scoots a little bit lighter on his toes. My problem is the center body gravity. Um, I caught quite a few passes in high school. I had like six yards of catch total in three years. Like I'm just, I'm a big guy, big tree, fall hard, catch it, goes down right away. So um, could I maybe do the, could I maybe do the, the, the brotherly shove? Maybe, but could I, I take a handoff and lunge forward? I, I don't, I don't think so. I don't think so. So I'm, I'm out. To, and listen, I don't think that it'd be like a guarantee that I'd get it. There's NFL running backs that on third and twos guaranteed don't don't get it. Um, but I just think I could. I think there's a chance that I could. And Roush, I think there's a chance you could as well. You get behind a big fullback and they just lead the way. UK's offensive line against the second team UK defense. Like you're, the hole's probably big enough for for Scoots you, myself, to probably get through there anyways. You're only talking about two yards. So, love the hypothetical on a wacky Wednesday. Um, I'm getting those two yards, probably not every time. Play probably gets blown up and I just get knocked on my ass, but I'd like to think that I could get a tough two yards against a bunch of little 18-year-olds. The um, the defensive line would be the part that I would worry about, you know, like getting – because those dudes are just enormous, and if they got past the offensive line, like I'm, I'm toast. Um I will say this is a great opportunity because I've just I've just heard a lot of whining um, from uh, you know all corners of the internet. Um, a lot of people want to whine about the tush push, the brotherly shove, the Eagles quarterback sneak. It's just such chicken bleep because now everybody's trying to do it, TJ. And the fact of the matter is, is that they just don't do it as well. Um, I, I forgot who I was watching on Sunday that they had to do it twice and it worked on the second time but the first time they got stuffed. Um, I believe, I want to say it was Purdy in the, in the Niners, um, or that might've been Monday, but yeah, that was Monday. But the reason why the Eagles are so good at it is because they have Jason Kelsey and they have, uh, Jalen hurts. Like other teams are trying to do it and like, they're just not as good at it because they don't have a, a badass center. Who's quick off the ball. Who's got a great drive. And then, yeah, and then also a quarterback who, I mean, we saw good quarterbacks that were good at quarterback sneaks. We, we've seen over the years. Uh, really, if nothing else, I'm just disappointed we didn't do this more with Lil Levis, TJ. Like, this this should have been when things went awry. I know Will had the bad foot. Dude, just, just push him in. Push him in. Yeah, and you know, weirdly enough, like, Terry Wilson was not a good quarterback sneaker. He's he very horrible. bad at it. Yeah. He was like, that you, was you when, know, we got your idea. Well, can you share that for the class, your million-dollar idea? This is pretty much my idea that has just been transitioned into a quarterback doing it. But I always said just, like, get your biggest, baddest middle linebacker, put him under center for those third and ones, fourth and ones, and he, he ain't getting stopped. Put, like, Deion Walker under center. You know, he, I do understand you got to practice being able to handle the snap and whatnot. But, like, you're telling me Deion Walker couldn't fall forward for a yard. You're telling me he's going to get stuck up, at, like, a, on a third and one. No chance in France. Jared Lorenzen got any one yard that he ever needed to get. I don't know if that dude ever got stuck up in a time that at least I can remember. But I know there's some people that probably remember those days a little bit better than I. I agree with you. Now, if there were something that came out, 
similar to the Michigan scandal, where it was like, well, actually, this is against the rules. It's the legal formation because they have this, that, or the other. Then I'd be like, okay, well, then, boom, there's your answer right there. But, Roush, it's not against the rules. It's just a football play, and these teams cannot figure out how to stop it. And has anybody ever thought that maybe they can't figure out how to stop it because in the NFL, getting a foot, two foot, or three feet is just easy? Like, it's not that hard to be able to fall forward for a foot or two feet especially given the circumstances of what you said. Like, they have one of the better centers in the last decade in the NFL, and they've got a quarterback that just knows how to fall forward, and he's strong and has great lower power in his legs. Probably probably a nice quad guy, Jalen Hurts, mm. I imagine. The quad father is what he's referred to often. Which, speaking of, I mean, this is perfect timing. Um, rap sheet, Ian Rappaport reports, the Titans are preparing rookie quarterback Will Levis to start on Sunday as a second-rounder should make his NFL debut. Who do uh, the Titans have? The Falcons, and they're wearing the cool Oilers uniforms too. So uh, they're going to rock is, the powder blues. This is huge, folks. The Titans are going to beat the Falcons. You heard it here first, Wednesday of Kentucky Roll Call, October 25th. They're going to win, Roush, and people are going to be like, we got to give this Levis kid a chance. The only issue is if they lose, they're going to be like, you lost to the worst quarterback in the nfl and, and i don't know if that's true or not i love desmond Ritter, but he's certainly in the bottom bottom the f- quarter the fumble he had running into the end zone was one of the worst plays i've ever seen in my life like he didn't i don't even know how he dropped the ball i mean he just was I terrible that, that was that was that's pretty terrible it was uh, that's awesome for will levis i can't wait to see him that seems like a great almost ideal situation for your first start and guess what Off about I, week yeah the titans yeah. offense you can't he, he can't really do any worse than what they had been doing for the most part Exactly, exactly. And so Tannehill, he sprained his ankle two weeks ago in London in the fourth quarter, and they put Willis in. Malik Willis took five sacks on that final drive. I mean, on the one hand, it's actually impressive that the drive didn't end with, you know, three of those sacks. But uh, feeling the pressure not exactly his strength, I do – have a little bit of worry in uh, for Levis because that offensive line is really bad. Uh, but like you said, uh, I think the Falcons are just a very fun team. Um, they still got the running game rocking and rolling. Uh, but I don't – I get the sense that, like, there's a lot of anger directed towards the Titans from their fans, but none of it has to, is going to have to do with Will Levis. Like, they aren't – blaming any of it on him. They traded one of their captains, Kevin Byard, yesterday uh, to the Eagles, um, and that just brought up all the A.J. Brown memories. So, like, they're just pissed off in general down there at all of the decisions the front office has made. So, maybe Levis could give them some more ammo. He's like, oh, you wasted a pick on this guy. But for the most part, he's kind of their – he's their one hope. That they're kind of like, here, help us, Will Levis, your only hope. Roush, couldn't Levis, you make the Obi Wan Levis Kenobi? Couldn't you mm-hmm. make the argument that Levis is used to a bad offensive line? Hey oh, hey oh. Uh, well, not he had his first year at UK. Turp. Yeah, they were they were awesome that year, and he was pretty awesome. Yeah. Uh, they also don't have any receivers either. Like they just don't. Hey, whoa, DeAndre Hopkins. I mean, he's old. You're just so old. <laughs> I mean, You're the old. Titans. Their best receivers are always guys who are. Four years past their prime, Julio yeah. Jones. Do you? Remember, I for, completely forgot that Randy Moss played for the Titans because, of course, he did. Oh yeah. Well, did he? I don't remember. Yeah, he got uh, like a cup of coffee after the Patriots when he was done. 
Um, oh, Julio yeah. Jones. Yeah. People forget that uh, Randy Moss on the Patriots was a bad, bad man. Like he was, he still had it. Oh yeah, even after right. just like falling asleep on the sidelines when he was playing with the Raiders. A texter says, I'm sure TJ could run for a third or two, but the problem is his spine will be broken when he tries to get back up. So you do you, buddy. That That's also true, is that, like, I'm probably only getting one go at this because I will probably get hurt in, in the process. Oh, man. The, what if uh... I broke it off, though? Like, what if it was, like, a third and two and I just take it to the crib? <laughs> do you think UK or Green Bay would sign me? Not impossible. It's definitely – I mean, look, Badgen can get a shot with the Bears. Maybe I show some of my flag football quarterback tape and I can get – Will Levis doesn't work out with the Titans. Where do they go from there? We're speaking of, um, I, I, I mean, are we going to – you going to be in the Olympics? You going? Uh, they should at least call me for, like, advising. That's going to um, be so funny just seeing, like, the United States flag football team take on, you know, like Norway and just seeing uh, – ha- having – Devontae Adams just go up on like a five foot six little white Norwegian defender. It'll be See, fun. I'm looking forward to that. They're encouraging it, but I do wonder how few of those guys will play. I'll also add that part of the reason why they were able to get it in is because it's become really popular in Latin American countries. Um, they had something recently and like Mexico beat United States. Now it was it was the women, but the, the Mexican women are the gold medalist in flag football and whatever their international competition is. That's so, really, really embarrassing for the United States. That may yeah. be the most embarrassing sports stat I've ever heard in my entire life. Yeah. Our women are getting pounded by Mexico in flag football. It's, it's a real I, shame. I'm, I'm so sick of this Joe Biden presidency, Roush. We got we to gotta call in um, the, the, the redeem team. Get a fix. <laughs> Yeah, you can just probably get like some of the best WNBA players and they're probably just going to wipe the floor with the rest of the international community in a flag football contest. Uh, Droush, did you watch the 96 governor's debate last night? They seriously had another one back to back nights. I, 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 I saw the tweets from political reporters and I was like, how do you all do this? I mean, they're just, it's cause it was back to back nights in the fourth in a week. I want to say like, what are, feels like a waste. Feels uh, like a waste. It's just why, like, I, I can't imagine somebody has watched every single one of those and been like, "Oh my gosh, I've been, I've been swayed. I've been changed. I'm voting for this person instead." Way too many debates. Although I like having the political reporters have to just, you know, work a bunch. Yeah, yeah. They they aren't used to like the sports. I, I love that the one night it's election night a year. They're like. Oh, man, got to stay up late. It's like, so you mean like every weekend for sports pray, people? Pray for us. I hope we get yeah. pizza in the break room. I know. <laughs> like it's, it's so funny. Which also, um, big time media news, um, which I didn't, I hate that I didn't realize it, but like, first off, Joe Sanka, why are you quitting Twitter? Because of Elon. Like, people aren't on the other things. Joe Nobody's... Sanka's quitting Twitter? That's huge. Joe Sanka's well, kind of a loser. No offense. He quit. He he apparently quit Twitter in the summer. But Chris Otts, another former CJ, reported that Sanka left the CJ to go to Louisville Public Media, where I guess he was previously. But like, where? Who? No offense, Louisville Public Media. I appreciate your services, but who's reading that? You know, like CJ, can you pay some people to just stay around? 
I'm probably a little tough on Joe Sanka. He he do, he do, I don't agree with him on everything. He does a, a solid job. Joe Girth is the guy who really needs. To yeah, you're thinking about Joe Girth, the columnist Joe Girth who just he's, who, I, he's I, great I, I at pissing people off. I don't love Joe Sanka, but he does do. I think his his heart's in the right place, and I think he mostly does a pretty good job. Uh, Joe Girth is the one. If he left Twitter, probably be a better place. Yeah, uh, and then another former CJ'er, Olivia Krauth. She she. Um, She's going through it online. And like sometimes I just want to like reach out to people like, hey, um, I know that like it might make you feel better, but it's probably not helping you. You know, like you're the like she said that her nickname is Livy McLivid. Well, I'm glad she's living, but like Livid. Oh, okay, okay. She's mad that she's still unemployed, um, apparently. Yeah. I'm gonna get, but like just complaining about it on Twitter? I don't know. I mean, and you also were the one that left the Courier Journal. Right. Like, yeah. So, I don't know. CJ, not a great place to work, turns out. Um, uh, not a lot of people want to be there. Doesn't seem like it. Uh, we need to talk about the baseball game. We'll open yep. the night in the NBA. And everybody knows this show. We love breaking down every single NBA game from, from every single night. It's all we ever also, do. Also, we got to bash the toppers. Um, I, I understand our guy, Jason Frakes, uh, a Courier Journal staple. Understand his frustrations with with the tops. They they stink. Hey, their helmets yeah, were cool though. Yeah, didn't look for it. Or go ahead, Scoop, sorry. Their helmets were cool. They were very, very cool. Helmets. Yeah, I didn't get to see any of it, so I'll let you boys break that down for us. We need to take our first break, and we'll also get into the Thornton's tax line. Remember to start your hump day at a Thornton's. Eighty nine cents, thirty two ounce soft drinks, fresh fruit every day. Breakfast sandwiches. I think they even got Pop Tarts if you just want a Pop Tart. Uh, and they've got the best gasoline in town. And you'll save money when you've got that Refresher Rewards app. You don't even need to scan anything. You don't have to carry a card on your keys or anything like that. It's not 1998. You just punch in your phone number right there at the pump. Bada boom, bada bing. You save money instantly. That's Thornton's. They've got it all figured out. We'll figure it out when we return here on Kentucky Roll Call and Big Exports Radio. Inside and Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. In the tower of power, too sweet to be sour, I'm funky like a monkey. Sky's the limit and space is the place. Welcome back. Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio 97. 14.50 a.m. We go 7 to 9, really 7 to 11 with the replay of the show from 9 to 11. Tons of great local programming. And pretty much at any time of the day, you just may hear Scoots somewhere on Big X Sports Radio. Ain't uh, that the Scoots truth. Gives, uh, Scoots gives an eye roll. You're doing a great job, Scoots. It's been, it's just been long, you know. It's got to make you feel good knowing how valuable you are to a place and maybe even two places the way you talk about the hotel but scoots you are the lifeblood of the big x we wouldn't be able to do it without you i mean that don't let it get to your big old head of yours but it is true it is true you uh we i don't know i don't know what the station would be without you buddy so thank you thanks for all that that you do 
uh, you'll be doing you'll be doing all of it again today, right? Yeah, correct. And tomorrow. And Woo. tomorrow. <laughs> so eleven to noon, Denison, who's your report? Then you'll get Spears from noon to one, and then Mike Rutherford three to six. Uh, I'm gonna Scoots and Mike had a very interesting UK discussion yesterday that nearly had me. Yeah, nearly had me pulling out the remaining hair that I have on top <laughs> of my head. I was actually trying to pull that audio during that commercial break and just ran out of time there near the end, but I'll get it at the Daily Double. We'll play it in the second hour. First first and foremost, not just a little tease. Scoots, I'm just so GD proud of you, buddy. Thank just you. Just proud of you. Thank you. Uh, yeah. Sticking to your guns. I appreciate well, it. had to put him in his place. Rutherford took an unnecessary shot. You've been hanging around to KRC guys too much. We'll get to it, though. We'll get to it in hour number two. We've got a lot more to get to. In the meantime, keep the text rolling in, 502-414-1450. This one did come in before the first break, so we'll per the new rules I established today, we'll read it now. Uh, we've gotten some other ones that have come in since the break. Sorry, folks, you're going to be at the back of the line. <laughs> let's, get, let's get even wackier. Coach Stoops got the Roush stomach bug and can't coach against Alabama. You get to call to rally the Cats. Could you outcoach Nick Saban if he has sole control of play calling after taking an egregiously potent edible? <laughs> um, Trick question. He'd pass out, and they'd just hand it off to the D.C. or O.C., and we'd get absolutely waxed. So, the thing, though, is, is like Saban doesn't do any of the play calling. Um, now, I think it's better. So, I think is the that, better is hypothetical. So? Is that so? Um, I don't think. I know he doesn't do offense. Uh, maybe he has something to do with the defense. The bigger one would be taking Josh Heupel this week. Like, if you if you knocked his ass out and Tennessee's got to figure out their offense elsewhere, could you could you find a way? Um, you know, I would just – I would rally the – be a lot of backslapping. Right? I need like, it to be strictly laid out to me like in video game Madden format. Like, give me a selection of the plays. Let me look at it and be like, all right, I'll do that one. Offensively, I think I could call a good enough, like a smart enough game that, like, if the players did what they needed to do, they could win. Defensively, Roush, I think I'd probably be a little out of my element in a lot of places. Yeah, yeah, and I will say though, defensive calls are so much more. There's so many fewer of them mm-hmm. that, like, it would at least be less on your plate, and you just have to. All right, let's do the blitz play. I'd just be blitzing all the time, though, and I'd get, yeah. I'd get, it, it would be ugly. Yeah, um, I'm a big blitzing guy. I'm coming after you if you play me in a video game, um, or maybe I'm dropping ten back. You never really know. Either or, uh, just let Deion Walker go rush the quarterback, get ten dudes in coverage. Unfortunately, I still think they'd probably give up some completions to Missouri the way that game unfolded a couple weeks ago. But you know what, Rash? We've turned the page on that one. It's a new week. Cats versus Tennessee. Mm-hmm. I think things are a little quieter for like a rivalry game for Kentucky, but I think it's because you've lost two straight. You haven't won a football game in the month of October and bad news. The month of October is nearly over. So I'm excited about it, but I am a little bit nervous about it because it does kind of feel like the season's on the line a bit. Not literally. Like if you lose to Tennessee, you better still find another win. So you're bowl eligible but and you better not lose to your rival U of L either. But it does kind of feel like if yeah, it's all or nothing. It, it it does. It really feels like it's all or nothing. You beat Tennessee, you're gonna feel 
like you got a good chance to beat Mississippi State, even with the history in Starkville. Uh, Roush and I differ on the Alabama game, but at least there'd be juice going into that one if the Cats beat Tennessee. And if you don't beat Tennessee, I don't think there's going to be a lot of juice in it, and that ain't going to be a good thing. And then, of course, the to end the season, road games at South Carolina, at Louisville. The South Carolina one, that's a game Kentucky can, should, probably better team than South Carolina, but it's going to be a lot of what team mentally is going to be in it more at that point. Mm-hmm. I hope it's Kentucky. But maybe it's not. And if it's not, I bet UK doesn't win that game. So it feels like so much hinges on Saturday night, 730 Kroger Field, Kentucky versus Tennessee. And maybe you get a UK-Florida performance. Like, uh, again, Florida absolutely did the – what Kentucky did to Florida, Florida did to Tennessee. So transitive property – Maybe you could have an outcome similar to that. Wouldn't that be fun? That would make for such a great night for the U.K. football program if they could just beat the doors off Tennessee. Or do you see a porous defense like you saw against Georgia and Missouri and Tennessee does whatever it wants? You lose to them again, and we know the the history of that series. I, I don't know, Roush, and I think that's why people are being a little quieter this week is they just don't know a lot about U.K. football or, or what they do know maybe they're a little nervous about. Well, because we've been through this before with Tennessee. It um, this team has Kentucky's number. Uh, it's like the one knock on Stoops. You know, I mean, beating Georgia is one thing, right? Like winning the East, taking the next step. That's tough. But if you look at things that like he should do, it's beat the Vols more regularly and have a better, more consistent passing attack. Um, that's probably a big reason why they haven't been able to beat Tennessee more often. Um, and, and especially with Tennessee being down, we just got kicked so much and we had to deal with those losers so much more often. I know it's might not always be the case, uh, for people like in Louisville, but if you're in Eastern Kentucky, you're in Corbin, like it's just as you're, you're just as likely to be as Tennessee fan as you're a Kentucky fan. You know, it's, you got to deal with that a lot. So the Getting a win over the Vols would do a lot to help us forget about what happened against Missouri. And, you know, I, I said it yesterday. Like, I don't think it really matters a ton on how the game's played. But, like, I do think that's a lot of the disgruntlement, right, is that the sort of uh, fortitude that Kentucky typically shows, the fight, um, that it wasn't there against Missouri. And I don't think fans, if, if Kentucky, oh, excuse me, if Kentucky spirals in similar fashion, people will just throw the, they'll be done. They will be. Um, you can kind of feel it turning that way already. So now is the time to show if you've got a counter punch. Show us, show us what you got, cats. Yeah, especially with people won't like to, some people may not like to hear this, but it's totally true, especially with basketball season. Right around the corner. It's just Uh an easy transition. Like, our shiny new toy that we were really excited about, which was the football team, uh, it's lost its shine. A wheel's fallen off of it. I don't like playing with it as much. Ooh, a new shiny new toy. Basketball season. And you'll play with that, and then maybe by January or February, you'll be looking for football season. But uh, it's a huge game. I just hope they realize the magnitude. And I like Kenneth Dorsey's tweet or uh, statement quote yesterday, I guess is the better word for it, Roush. Yeah. Hit hit me. I saw Liam's 
Well, I don't have it pulled up in front of me. Oh, okay. I was hoping you were going to be able to paraphrase it. But it's basically along the symptom of, like, you know, these guys don't like us. We don't like them. It's an important game. And he kind of gave the cliche, whoever it means more to is probably going to win. And that's – is it not totally true? Yeah, Cohen says it's on us to go out there and take something and then go take it. They've obviously had the upper hands. We got to beat Tennessee. We can beat Tennessee if we can play to our standard. Um, we've got to win some of these to make it a true rivalry. Horsey said it means a lot. A lot of these guys don't really understand it being around only a couple of years, but I remember to see from the fans and gain experience. I was on the last team that went out to Neyland and beat them in Tennessee. It's getting guys to understand that it's not just an ordinary game. This is already an exceptional team, and now this is an exceptional team that does not like us a lot. We're a team that does not like Tennessee. It's not a crazy thing to say. I feel like we understand it's a rivalry. It's going to be about who wants it more. Cats, we, we need that ad- like that made me feel better in what has been a somewhat quiet week, and it's only Wednesday. It'll heat up more today and certainly tomorrow and on Friday. But that sentiment needs to be spread throughout the locker room. This grip UK has on Louisville, and, and maybe, I don't know, Roush, maybe it is like, hey, it, and this is more probably with basketball and going back to the Patino era where – Louisville seems to like overthink things in the rivalry yeah, game yeah. with UK and football, at least under Satterfield, that was the case where like they'd make such a big deal about it. After year one, Satterfield said, I didn't realize how important the rivalry was, but I'll be sure to not let that happen again. And it just seems like they would just kind of pee down their leg for a lack of a better visual for all of our lovely listeners. Uh, I wonder if Kentucky has, and I, I don't, I don't wonder. I know they, we have that same situation going on with Tennessee, where they probably go into it much more relaxed. And yeah, hey, we're just going to treat, right. we're not just yeah. going to treat this like another game, but we're just going to treat this like another win over a team we really enjoy winning. Uh, we'll go out there, we'll do our own thing, and everything's going to take care of itself. That's what UK does against Louisville in the Stoops era. It's worked out. It's been really nice for Kentucky. It hasn't been so nice against Tennessee, though. So, on the flip side, I'm saying everybody needs to be pumped up and motivated and hungry for this game. But I do wonder if maybe that's part of the issue, Roush. Making a mountain out of a molehill sort of deal. Where it's like you get into your head maybe a little too much about it. Maybe I'm the problem. It's me. But but you know what? If it gets them fired up to play, then, I mean, that's – the the fast starts have worked well. If we can get more of that – I mean, nice. Be real nice, car. But you can't have it do the turn into the more penalties, bad discipline stuff. You just can't. I know. That's Too much of that. Fourteen nothing against Missouri. If they get up fourteen nothing against Tennessee, obviously I'll be happy, but I'm gonna be clinching. To be a part of you, yeah. It's in oh, I'll be at the uh, I'll be at the Derby Museum for my second Derby Museum wedding in a month. Sounds like a lot of fun. What do you think about that, Roushy? Um. Kind of a bummer because, like, they're not racing at the time. They're racing Sunday. But, uh, uh oh, well, I wouldn't want to. I mean, I'm at a wedding. So, I mean, like, they, they need to have the wedding during racing. That would be a lot. I went, to, I went to a wedding during racing, and some of our degenerate friends, like, hopped the fence of where the wedding was into Churchill Downs, and they actually had to make an announcement at the wedding venue to not do that. <laughs> really embarrassing. Like, everybody's got phones and apps. You could make the bets there, you know? Yeah. But these goobers, I made sure I gave them the gambling hotline. Oh, 1-800-GAMBLER. Yeah, whoa. How'd you remember that? 
Huh? He's had to use it. Nothing wrong with that. That's what it's there for, to be used. It ain't there just to collect dust and cobwebs, all right? Uh, Scooch, what do you think about Kentucky-Tennessee? You're a voice of reason sometimes. This game's really hard to peg for me because I've I've obviously I've watched a lot of Kentucky this year, but I admittedly have not watched a lot of Tennessee. So I, I don't really know what to expect from the Tennessee side of things. I can only speak to what I've seen from Kentucky and what I've seen through from Kentucky – at least in this month, does not have me very confident going into the game. And then you all talk about the whole rivalry aspect and how Tennessee has basically owned Kentucky over the years. So for me, it's it's not a feeling of confidence for the Cats going into Saturday. But I'm, I'm hoping to be wrong. Maybe I'll check out some Tennessee tape this week, the rest of the week, see what I can see, if I can find anything yeah. or whatnot. But tape, yeah, I just, I just, I don't know. I think this, the whole time we knew this was going to be a tough game. And the way the season started for Tennessee, it seemed like kind of like the Georgia thing, like they were a little down. But now it seems the last few weeks they've been playing better. So yeah, I just think it's going to be a tough game for Kentucky. You got good defense and defensive line's pretty sharp. Uh, Baron and Pierce, you're creating all kinds of hell. So. Um, cats care. Baron, one time, sure thing to UK. Yeah, that was tough losing him. And then, like and another time, sure thing to UK, like for transferring. Yeah, that guy. The least he can do is just take it easy. Yeah, just be bad. Be bad for one day, like, you yeah. know. You don't uh, need to be good for all twelve games. I I do like, and maybe maybe this could be like reasoned out. I think I could potentially, but. I do like that the line's been where it's at, Roush, because I would think that, like, you know, you'd have Tennessee maybe a seven-point favorite. What is the line? And I know it's at, I know it's at UK, but if it was in Knoxville, I'd think that'd be pretty close to a double-digit favorite. So you do no. what, three points on the road, three and a half points on the road. So I'm surprised that Vegas thinks this game's going to be closer than I do, and that always makes me feel a little bit better. Just personally. Yeah. It's three and a half scoots, and a lot of the power ratings did have it closer to six. How's the over-under looking? Higher than you think, I think, but now I forget the number. Yeah, I just I'll remember probably. seeing it and being like, oh, that's kind of high. I'd be apt to play the under in that game. Uh, I'm thinking kind of the same thing, too. I'm thinking um, the same thing, too, and it's just basically law of averages. Can UK's defense get beaten up three times in a row? Well, if it's a bad defense, maybe so, but – I don't know. I trust this coaching staff to not let it be three straight, just defense of what the heck happens. Yeah. Um, just, Did we get the number yet? The, the 1-800 Gambler? Uh, oh, 51 and a half. Oh, okay. okay. So um, you're thinking, what, right, 27, like, 24? Yeah, yeah. Um, which sounds, yeah, sounds about right. Um, one thing that it's semi-related. Did you see the Tennessee message board post that's going around right now? Was it the one in January talking about the sign ceiling for Michigan? Yes. Yeah, I want to get to I want to get to that. Can, can I just can I put a, a bow on this because I forgot to bring up this one topic because we're gonna get into up. the Michigan stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. Bring it up. Okay. And I, I, we we had it. We were planning on getting to the Michigan stuff. Let me because people were like, "Well, TJ, you could probably rationalize out why the line is what it is." I, I I'm still I still like it. It still makes me feel good that the line is what it is, and I still think Vegas thinks this game's closer than it's going to be. That usually maybe it means it's an upset. Maybe Kentucky wins outright. But one reason why maybe it is what it is because again, Florida pounded Tennessee. Kentucky pounded Florida. 
Kentucky, maybe that's just Kentucky is going to keep this game. Maybe that's what Vegas is thinking. That's rationalizing now. Um, anyways, Roush, yeah, so we've got some developments, big-time developments in the Michigan sign-stealing. What are we calling it? We need a cool name for it. Yeah, I, I'm, everything's a gate. So um, Stallion gate? Maybe since it's Michigan, it's gated community. No, that's no, it's not going to be that. No, not, not, not going to be that. But we do have a message board post from January, a Tennessee message board poster, Roush, who pretty much had all the deets on this in January. I mean, he just yeah. re- ver- verbatim nailed it. Yeah, um, from December one. Oh, do I have a story? One of my little brother's quote unquote friends is a scout for them. They paid him to travel to the UT Vandy game. Um, to try to steal Tennessee signs. He's from Nashville originally, so he went to the game anyway after our loss since it was Thanksgiving. So says he and the others were never allowed to talk to Harbaugh directly about it. Um, and then they got followed up six weeks later in January. No clue if related, but I posted on here a couple months ago about a mutual friend of mine that was working for Michigan going to other schools' games stealing plays. They pay for his flights, lodging, food, and seats right behind the team's bench to get him Video notes, etc. Michigan is pulling out all the stops, it seems. Check my history to confirm. Guy had tickets to our game at Vandy, and they'd already paid for his stuff. Thing they'd see us in the playoffs before we lost to South Carolina. Crazy stuff. You know, the funny thing is, though, not illegal. Him doing that at Tennessee, he was caught going out to Oregon, Washington, I think. Not illegal. If the team's not on your schedule, you can do what he did. It's if they're on your schedule that it's <laughs> you can't illegal. Scout in person, yeah. Yeah. It, so that's kind of the funny thing about that is that like while that's still kind of slot, and and I think that speaks to a lot of the people that are like this is a dumb rule, but boy, people are divided on this. Roush, it's fun. It's a fun sports thing. Oh yeah. People are big time divided on it. People are divided on if they're going to get punished, what the punishment's going to be. You're getting just very, and it seems about fifty fifty. I stand on. It's a dumb rule. They need to change it. I think Roush absolutely nailed it yesterday, so make sure you download the Kentucky Roll Call podcast and leave us a rating and review. We always appreciate that. However, with it being a rule and you're getting caught, because I do think more teams do this, a lot of teams probably do this, but you all got caught. So I think a punishment needs to come down, and I think you got to forfeit wins. Liam Cohen was asked about it, and he said, we don't have enough manpower for that. (laughs) Which I'll I'll do it. I think Ooh. that kid was making like fifty-five thousand a year. You pay, you give me fifty-five thousand a year. You pay for my travel expenses. I'll do it. The part I didn't get is they have all these clips of him like talking to Harbaugh, or like being on the sideline. When is he scouting? If he's at the Michigan games too, I don't. Well, I think a lot of that was from the Ohio State game, so you could see why. Yeah, that's a good. That's a good, that's a good point. Like you know, how does this guy <laughs> have time in the day for well, all this stuff? And one of them, uh, the point that people are really getting hot and bothered about, like, oh, my gosh, they're looking at the signs. Uh, apparently, Ohio State scored a touchdown on that play, which is what I go back to. It's the same thing that Coach Prime said. We can mail you the damn playbook, but you still got to beat us. Yeah, you and I differ on, like, the how the significance of knowing the plays. You had a James Franklin clip where it was like, it just seems like they knew everything that we were going to do, and it's accompanied with when they tried that fake field goal on, like, the three-yard line, which is kind of a dumb place to try a fake field goal. Yeah, and, yeah. and Michigan was just all over it. Like, they had it totally snuffed out. 
Um, but also, James Franklin has a rap for like going for it and trick plays. So like maybe everybody just knows you're onto something, buddy. Uh, I don't like James Franklin. Hour number two of Kentucky Roll Call is coming up next. Text line. We're having so much fun today. Don't go anywhere. Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is. With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. And welcome back, Kentucky Roll Call here on Roll Big X Sports call. Radio. Justin Kalen, the best producer in the city. Nick Roush and myself, TJ Walker, here on your lovely Wednesday Highly recommend checking out the sunrise in Louisville if you haven't had a chance to to check it out. We're talking cotton candy skies, everybody. Very pretty, beautiful morning, and just another amazing thing about the grateful opportunity to be able to do the show from home some mornings. I love seeing Roush and Scoots every day. It really is a, a treat when we're able to do that. But got to watch, uh, see the see the sky with sweet daughter holding her as we got to check out a garbage truck, which I don't think I've ever actually like she's seen a garbage truck in action, picking up the stuff scoots and putting it down and all that. It's fun for a little two year old. So, I mean, it's fun for a 34 year old. I agree. Yeah. (laughs) Especially with that backdrop of the sky this morning. Holy smokes. But uh, great. Oh, Oh, that's, that's a nice treat in between the hour break there, getting to spend a little bit of time with her and say goodbye to her before we get back on the air and do radio. Uh, But fun first hour, second hour is going to be just as fun. We've got a lot more sports topics to to get to. Uh, A somewhat newsworthy Tuesday and sports were happening. Uh, Exciting Game 7 in the NLCS, Scoots, and we know our World Series matchup. Yeah, and Tony Burke is one happy guy today. That's the matchup he wanted, Rangers, Diamondbacks. That game was a lot of fun last night. I only watched till about the fifth inning, but, I mean, it was it was a tightly contested game. I knew it was going to be go under, but for whatever reason, I didn't bet the under in that game. Game sevens always go under for what it's worth in baseball. But, yeah, it was a fun game. Glad to see the Diamondbacks get it done. Brandon fought going to the World Series. Pretty crazy that a local boy is going to be there. Dealing. He was dealing. Dealing, yeah. They the, I guess it was the fourth inning. The the Phillies took a lead, mm-hmm. um, and they had two out, uh, two on base, and I don't think any outs. Bases juiced, and he just strikes out the side, like just showing some stones. I love too that the the third guy that they brought up, the Phillies brought up Rojas, dude. He might you. I had a better chance at hitting a baseball than he did. He looked scared. <laughs> oh, you could see in his eyes. He had. There was no business that he was going to hit that ball. Um, and I think they struck him out in four pitches. He's uh, a rookie for what it's worth. Yeah. Well, um, he played like it too. But I, <laughs> I, I'm i a little – I'm happy for Brandon Fott, but I do – Philly scumbags are just such a fun – they're exciting. So, uh, it, it's a shame we won't get to have that around because, like, I could Philly, – Philly can suck it. The residents of Philly can, can suck it. I'm glad they're gone. You're out on them. Yeah, I'm out on them. Like, they make for good atmospheres, but they're also just 
like their their reputation in the NFL as being like the meanest fan base. Oh yeah, you're so cool. You're so cool. You get in a bunch of fights in your stadium. Way you're to go, scumbags. Yeah. I mean, that's every NFL stadium. It seems like nowadays, but uh, except for the Midwestern ones. Well, Chicago may be excluded on that, but Green Bay, they're pretty. They're they're, they're Indianapolis. You don't get a ton of fights. Although the I've been fights lately have back and forth back in my younger years. It used to be just like drunk people, and it was kind of funny. And now it's like, oh my gosh, what are you all? This I mean, is disturbing. They have been straight knocking each other out this season. I mean, a, guy died at the, a guy died at the Patriots game. Oh, really? Crazy. From fighting? I mean, a guy, a guy with his kid died due to injuries he suffered from the fight. I think wow. he, I don't know if he died in stadium, but I mean, he died that night. I, I mean, yeah. imagine that, like going to the game with your pops and that happening. I, not that I think, like, I do think if you just kind of keep to yourself at an NFL game, you're going to be fine. But if you talk smack or you run into the wrong drunk jerk, you know, you're liable to catch one right in the kisser. It's the punching people while they're on the ground that is the part where I'm like, ugh, gross. Like, you won. Stop. It's it's the whole thing for me. Like, what are you doing? You're at a football game. This isn't real life. You're, these teams don't care about you. You don't need to defend their honor. And I know a lot of times it's not that. You get teams, like, fans of the same team fighting. It's just drunk adults parading around with too much testosterone. Just chill. Just take it easy on the beer, beers. Maybe take an edible instead. Relax. Enjoy. It's a it's a it's a madhouse. How do we get on that? Um, Philly scumbags. Uh, they were greasing yeah. the poles, yeah. and uh, it didn't matter because they weren't climbing the poles after that loss. It's probably not the the World Series the MLB was looking for, but I think that's kind of the beauty of baseball. Is just like it, it really. The, the playoffs just seems like it's totally random, which I know a lot of people hate. I don't think it's the worst thing in the world. And you know what? One of these teams is going to win the World Series, and I guarantee you come next June or July, we'll probably forget which one it was. Yep. Well, yep. And it's it's uh, something new, which makes it fun, you know? Like, we we haven't seen Diamondbacks or Rangers in the World Series in forever, and now they're going against each other. That's awesome. So here's a um, fun stat. Every team to beat the Brewers in the postseason has advanced to the World Series. Every team to do it. Uh, starting Ever? with, yeah, going all the way back to 1981, baseball? the Yankees, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I think it's like 10 times. Basically, we just got to start making those bets. If the Brewers are in the playoffs and they lose, just bet whoever beats them to win the pennant. So, food for thought next postseason. Scoots, did Tony Burke bet that, like, potential World Series matchup, Astros-Rangers, or did he put futures on either one of those teams? I don't – not that or I know of. I don't think Rangers, so. Rangers-Diamondbacks. I, I know he was kicking himself yesterday because he's a Diamondbacks, Rangers, and Vikings fan, and he was saying he should have placed the Tony Burke parlay, and he didn't do it. They were all underdogs. That would have wow. been so massive. Chicken well, if, he if he didn't bet futures on the Rangers and Diamondbacks, then that is a huge mistake. The parlay thing, I, I get it because you're doing a game with what? Well, maybe the, the I guess the game sevens you could have done. Is that what he was referencing or the series? Well, it would have been Monday night game six for the Diamondbacks. But the oh yeah, but the Rangers won game seven on Monday night, and then the Vikings won too. Yeah, but didn't the Diamondbacks lose? Not on Monday. Or they won. They won. No, yeah. so they they were down three two. You're yeah. right. Mm -hmm. So they got two straight. Yeah. Wow. 
in film. Yeah, no, it's it's not the big names. Uh, they are bigger markets than people give them credit for. My buddy who lives in Dallas won the lottery for the Rangers for the World Series. Now, they do this before, and if they don't make it, you get your money back. If you do make it and you get selected, you get access to tickets. And he, he did. He won. He got some bad seats. He sold them. And he was like, I'm going to try to make a thousand dollar profit on this and just two tickets. Um, that'd be awesome. And it sold in like three minutes. Whoa. That being said, I bet, I think he made a good decision with the Diamondbacks winning. Had it been the Phillies, I think that he probably made a bad decision. Like he probably could have gotten a lot more. And with how quickly it sold, that's the indication that he probably made a bit of a mistake. But with the Diamondbacks, $1,000 profit, pretty solid. That's profit, too. That's not, you know, that's taking out the price of the initial ticket, which I wonder how much that was. I may be able to look that up. That's a good question. I really like the snake with the baseball in its mouth on the sleeves of the Diamondbacks <laughs> jerseys. So they're cool. He's a good looking. But also, I can't, I can't say D-backs without just naturally just wanting to say D-bags. So... That's on Can't help myself. I'm a child. Did it's you know like anybody that had got them for like about two hundred dollars a piece for like retail price? Huh. Interesting. Uh, yeah, that's what it looks like if I'm doing my math correctly. The Diamondback bicycle was very cool when we were kids. I don't know if it's still a thing or not, but that was the um, the cool kids' bicycle back in the day. The trick bike. Uh, no, I think you're thinking of the mongoose, buddy. Uh, Mongoose. Yeah. Mongoose was yep. the cool bike. You're right. I'm, I'm pretty sure. Yep, you're exactly right. Although I thought there was a di- like I thought Diamondback was a type of mongoose bike. Could, well, maybe could could yeah. Be. Either uh, way, type of uh, bike. It's nebulous. Yeah. So well, anyway, yeah. Regardless, uh, Diamondbacks. I don't go back to your Randy Johnson colors. What are you doing? Yeah, the purple. It's cool. Yeah, hey, Diamondback like, bike still a thing. Black and red is not. Is the Diamondback maybe the knockoff mongoose? Because this could all check out. That that sounds about right. <laughs> but they all. It's also. I pulled it up. We have the bicycles, and then there's a people also search for mongoose. So, uh, yeah, yeah. Here we go. We're on the right track. Five zero two four one four fourteen fifty is the Thornton's text line. Get your text into the show. Roush, you want to tell everybody about salsaritas on this Wednesday? Salsaritas, the fresh Mexican grill. <laughs> so good. It's so good. If you haven't tried salsaritas before, what are you doing? Their queso, outstanding. Their salsa's fresh. Their guacamole, mwah. It's so good. You'd be an idiot not to try out. One of their two locations, they've got one. Uh, St. Matthews ain't in Middletown. Middletown's got a drive through They'll cater your event. Uh, TJ, you bringing some salsaritas chips to the, to the Fiesta Friday? Oh, you know it. We'll have salsaritas oh. there rocking and rolling for... Uh, for, for Friday, it, it makes any party, any tailgate, any event just so much better. So yeah, we'll have it. Yeah. The, um, it, 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 and they give you so many chips that it's, it, it just makes a party really pop. Try Salsaritas today. You won't regret it. It's simply, it's simply the best. You want to get to the Thornton's text line here? Let's do it. 502-414-1450. I don't think we totally finished Tuesday, but we got relatively close to it. I'm not your relative. It's a relative's wedding on Saturday. It'll be a fun wedding. 
I'll get to see a lot of family I don't get to see all that often. So it'll be nice. That's, that's nice. But... It'll be nice to be able to do the Krogue too, but I knew that like the UK game was going to be at night with Keeneland. And it's Tennessee. Yeah. I do think UK Alabama is a candidate for Nooner Roush. What do you think about that? Noon ESPN, I could see that. Uh, yep, yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. And also, after UK never has noon games in October, October's over. Let's get right back to uh, so some daytime football, which I, I would actually prefer. Maybe a hot take, but go ahead and give me the noon. I said that to my friend group, and one of my friends was like, yeah, let's just go ahead and get it over with. And I was like, no, I don't mean it like that. I don't mean, that's not the way I'm, I'm referencing, but uh, it can get cold November 11th, you know? Yeah, certainly can. Uh, texter says on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Oh, boy. Where are we at? Um, Going back, did we read the John text? Yeah, I scrolled back too yeah. far. I get to Going back to simpler times of snapping the ball. Oh, we yeah. had the kickoff one. Good luck having kids and going to golf without a wife, Scoots. Any chance you'll name that kid Gil? Oh, that's a good question. I think the story arc ends with Gil and Scoots adopting a kid. Scoots said Gil's not for that. No, I'm not for that. Oh, you didn't want to have a, raise a kid with Gil. I don't want the, I don't want a kid to have some of his personality traits. Oh, wow. Yeah. Trouble in paradise? No, but he's just, I don't know. I said it yesterday. He's just a negative guy. I'm positive. I don't, I wouldn't want my kid being raised in a negative environment. Does he know that you think that he's negative? You know, I've told him that before, and when I was actually coming home from Rutherford yesterday, I don't, I don't remember which channel I was listening to, but one of the DJs was talking about it, and he was like, you know, he was talking about why people are single. And he was like, you either it's either a characteristic flaw or it's something in your attitude. So he was breaking it all down, and he was like, well, good friends – if there's something that needs to be changed within the friend, they they tell them. So I debated going home last night and being like, hey, man, you're really negative in some situations. I think that might be why you're single. So here's how you can change. And the, the DJ was even saying, like, impersonate your friend for your friend so they can see kind of how what you think, how they're acting and stuff. So I didn't I, I end up doing that, but I wanted to. I think the DJ is just trying to start fights. Maybe. Just cause as much hell as possible. Do you think your friend may respond, or you think your friend, Gil, he's got a name after all, do you think Gil could potentially respond and say, Scooch, you're single too? Yeah, I know, I know. And it, it would turn into a whole exercise because he could do my characteristic or attitude flaws that pe that I'm not seeing mm. potentially, you know? Roush, here's what they do. They, for Halloween, you all just play the other person and make it, you know, as offensive and mean as possible because <laughs> it's really going to let you all know kind of what the other thinks of the other. That's a good idea. Well, it's role playing. It's not as yeah. good. It's not as good as my other Halloween costume that I have in mind. I've got a poker party on Saturday, and we're doing Halloween poker party, so everybody's going to dress fun. up. Yeah, that's fun. And I Are really you dress up like a dog. No, cards? I really, really, really want to go as Stone Cold Steve Austin, but Let's that that would include me shaving my head because I would go all out for it. Do it, you chicken bleed. I, I, I'm I'm debating it. I'm, I'm real close Dude. to just saying screw it. I'm shaving my whole head. Scoot, well, you wear a hat all the time anyway, so it really doesn't matter. But That's true. Just do, a, just do a bald cap and then do the actual goatee with your facial hair. You have great facial hair. I don't know why you don't like. Oh, no. The, go don't let it pop. the goatee would be no problem. I can do that no yeah. problem. But I'm, I am cap. I am kind of skeptical about the whole bald thing, but I, I think I could pull it off. I, I want to try it. I've always kind of wanted to shave my head just to see what my head shaped like. So I think now's the time. 
and Gil and Gil said last night because I've been so you all seen him. He's got that big beard and very little hair on top. So I've been telling him for years. He just needs to shave his head and go with the bald look and the beard. And he told me last night. He said, "If you shave your head to be Stone Cold, I'll shave mine too." So that could be huge. Yeah. Wow, I like it. That would be a great costume. You could walk into your buddy's house, slam two beers. No, that's really what make a mess. I, I was actually. So it's going to be out at my dad's house. And I was talking to one of my buddies last night, giving him the lay of the land. I was like, I really want to go as Stone Cold. And he was like, dude, you should. He was like, when you get there, I'll play Stone Cold's intro to music. And you can just walk in the door, slam two beers together. It'd be awesome. I was like, it would be awesome. That sound, I don't see any reason you don't do it. That sounds like a real fun peek and poker party. <laughs> Oh, my God, it's his music. Say that five times fast. A texter says Isaiah Jackson was good. Uh, yes, he was. Roush didn't talk about Michigan on the football podcast because he was making fun. He was making no arms, no legs jokes. Not making fun. He was making no arms, no legs jokes. Were you all talking about Lieutenant Dan? No, I don't know what brought it up. But, yeah, I did make no arm, no legs jokes, which I, I love them. They're some of my favorite. Scoots, are you a fan? No, not really. You ever heard one? Although, Hit me. Lieutenant Dan did have arms. He did. He did. What do you call a guy with uh, no oh. arms and no legs in the water? Oh, boy. Uh, Bob. It's uncalled for. These. Uncalled for. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Save that for your football audience. This means we aren't losing Dion Walker to Michigan this offseason. We did it. Wow, we did it. We really did. I know I'm a broken record, and I'll say it like a million more times, but that's why – the finish of the season so important. Like, you have a ton of great pieces to make next year really fun with such a loaded, exciting schedule. Let's not lose all those pieces, please. Kentucky's done such a great job in the, in large part of keeping the players that they've wanted. I don't want that to change, Roush. Yeah, would be real nice if Michigan's recruiting class fell apart, too. Would be real nice, Clark. Yeah, that's why everybody should be – like, if you're a U.K. fan, you may have your opinion that this isn't a big deal, but it is – factually rule breaking so them getting hammered could have a benefit for uk we always have to look out for number one here folks always have to oh we got some more breaking news breaking Breaking news news. (laughs) army is the latest school to get in on the action conference realignment uh the cadets will join the aac as a football only member starting next fall why only football what what conference are they in in the other sports? Don't know if they're in a conference. Army basketball's got to be in a conference. That's a good question. But now you're mentioning, are they? Well, they might cares? just be Patriot? independent. Patriot League makes sense. Yeah, Patriot League. Yeah. So that they're just so low level and everything else, but they're keeping Army up for that. Uh, and you know, I don't. Army's been decent. The Air Force, the the Falcons, they've been, they've had a good football team this year. Navy's the one that's really down. Army's going to smoke Navy um, here in a month or two. I've always sided with Army over Navy in that rivalry for no particular reason, but that's yeah. I feel right. like you you got to pick one of them. I've always you been do. an Army guy. And people forget Navy has been in the AAC, so Army would continue playing them mm, do on the traditional date. But it would not count in the conference standings. Um, it, if they meet in the title game, they'll play again the next week. Huh. That, I don't think we probably have to worry about that. That'd be awesome, though. 
Yeah, back-to-back Army-Navy games. (laughs) A texter says, why is Scooch questioning Ugo's weight like that? Seems about right. I mean, I just thought it seemed a little off base. A little too high. I mean, Scooch, you also can't question. He's seven foot one. Yeah, but he's a pole. He's not really. I mean, unless he's put on a ton of weight that I just don't realize he's put on. There's no way he's two whatever we said. Well, Scoots, it is uh, Guess Woman's Weight Wednesday. Woo-hoo. So I guess we can change it up and you can guess who goes weight Wednesday. I mean, I know it, right? Didn't we discuss it yesterday? You probably forgot it. 236 or something? I'm putting it in here to show you the tran- the Ugo transformation. 236 is still pretty light for a seven foot one guy. Scoots, you see it? All right. Yeah, he may be 236. He's pretty I mean, you got to think of like, like even if he is thin, he's still so much body spread out over such a long way. Mm-hmm. He's got lots of arms and legs, unlike Bob in a water. Yeah, just like it's not, it's just not fun. Like it's not good. <laughs> what about a guy with no arms and no legs on the wall? And what if, like, what if somebody Art. was listening and they had a family member that had no arms and no legs? I'm sure they tell those jokes all the time. You got to make light of a situation. They they would they would never listen again. We'd lose that audience. We we're, we're losing that audience and drugs. Losing no no arms and no legs audience. Yeah, what was your joke though? The last one. <laughs> no arms and no legs up against a wall. We call him Art. Yeah. <laughs> Scoots enjoys him. No, I don't. They make me a little uncomfortable, actually. Yeah, me too. <laughs> don't, don't blame like- Cal. Oh, for yeah, go ahead. Go, Don't blame Cal for not giving timetables. Never works out well for him. You have weirdos calling him a liar at any opportunity. Yeah, no, that, we're not blaming him for giving timetables, but it was like, Cal, why did you decide to change that for Big Z? Like, you've never given timetables before. Of course he wasn't going to be ready by the blue-white game. And come on, let's just not get people's hopes up here. Another texter on the Thornton's text line says, I know starting doesn't really matter unless you're consistently losing at the first media timeout. Well, we've been there before. But who do we think starts in game one? I have a feeling he won't do Edwards at the four with the other three guards right off the bat. But from everything I've seen, it looks like Dillingham should be getting 30-plus minutes a game. Oh, it's such a good question uh, that I could probably spend more time on that people would even care to hear me ramble. But I I, I get a sense that Cal's got like a little – tough love thing going on with Rob Dillingham. Yeah, yeah. he's a, Dillingham's going to come off the bench all year, and it's probably going to be for the best because of his his shifts, you know? and like He brings a lot of his, juice. After his scrimmage, that was a chance for Cal to gloat about him, and he said nice things about him, but he, like, would quickly try to go talk about somebody else. And I think, like, the extent of his comments on Dillingham was like, yeah, he was really good today. He, I, I, You know, he played well. And he went maybe into slightly more detail, but he was quick to go talk. But I was really impressed with da 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 da, which is kind of Cal's playbook for I need to be, I don't want this guy's head to get too big. I need to stay tough on him so he stays grounded. I think Dillingham's going to be that player for him. I agree with Roush that I think he's going to at least to start. Now, if he just is like the leading scorer every game, you're going to have no choice but to have him start. Uh, Otherwise, it'd just be somewhat disrespectful to him. But to start the season, you're going to have DJ Wag. I think you're going to have DJ Wagner, Antonio Reeves, Justin Edwards, the Duthiero, Trey Mitchell. I feel yep. solid about that. Yeah, I feel pretty confident about that too. I'm not mad about that. Um, you know, I think everybody's going to get plenty of minutes too. So, 
I can't wait for that game tomorrow. Wait, hold on. Time out. Because Rutherford said yesterday that Kentucky was going to be reliant, heavily reliant on freshmen. But you just said three upperclassmen are going to be in the starting lineup. Weird how that works, right? For for Rutherford, again, like, I just, I don't, the national media, like, people are just so horribly wrong about this Kentucky team and unfortunately we have to throw Rutherford into the mix a guy he is SB Nation's national media guy covers basketball nationally and he's just so far off we're gonna play some of that audio we need to take our last commercial break we've got a lot more text to get to this is we love Rutherford but he's off base with Kentucky uh, but I also have another t- I have a whole take on all UK basketball season's approaching Roush people are getting jittery nobody more than myself do you see me scratching I did, I did. Yeah, I really got the itch. Roll, Roll call returns after this. Roush, one more joke. <laughs> uh, that was a joke. Just go. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call. My grandma drank all my pot. That is great. I'm just saying it's cool. I mean, how many people get to say that in their lifetime? Welcome back. One final segment, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. Check out ShadyRays.com for the best polarized sunglasses. And the Big X promo code has gone up from 25% to 40% when you use it at checkout. And remember, they're more than just polarized sunglasses. We all absolutely love our UB shirts that we got from Shady Rays. It'd be a good day for that UB shirt. Not too, it's light, but it is long sleeve. You feel comfortable in it. It does protect you from the sun, too. Now, it's going to be sunny today, but... I don't think highs of 75. You got to get worried, be worried about being sunburned. They have everything though, but it will protect you, your eyes from the sun. If you buy their polarized sunglasses, they look like the designer brands, but they don't, yeah, they don't carry the designer price. Check them out today. Shadyrays.com, two physical locations, Oxmoor Mall, and the Bluegrass Shops at the Paddock. We love them. Scoots, I sent you this Mike Rutherford audio, but I don't know if it's going through or not. I got it. Yep. You all won't be able to hear it, but I can play it. Uh, Okay. Well, maybe let me send it. Well, the thing is, I'm just – did you get it via text message or in the chat? In the chat. Did it come through on your text message? Uh, Like on my phone? No. No, on your – Why would you send it via text? Because I thought maybe that'd be easier for you. And I also thought it may be an issue to send through that way. All right, it looks like it went to Roush just – Fine, no problem. Yeah, I've got it. I mean, I've got it here on the station computer, so I can play it. I know. I just want I want Roush to be able to hear it too, and I don't know if he heard it live or not. Mm. So, if on the air, then I need we need to make sure he can hear it. So, I think we're all good. I think we're all good. Uh, Mike Rutherford, big UK hater, a real big hater. You're, you're listening too much to the KRC folks. Traylon is not low for this Kentucky team. I I mean I I disagree. Really? I mean I just I mean talent wise. And this has, I don't think this has anything to do with KRC and them hyping everybody up, but I think from a talent-wise perspective, this is one of Cal's best teams, if not his best. Now, what he does with it, we'll, is, we'll see. But I mean, that's quite the statement when you look at 
this is the worst recruiting class that all these recruiting people have yeah, ever seen. Yeah, I mean, and it, he's had, he's killed, he's had better classes in better years. Well, and I know I'm going to get pooped on from Kentucky fans for saying that, but I don't know, on paper, looking at these recruits, I think it should theoretically be one of Kentucky's best teams. I, and this is not me trying to be a Kentucky So I had them at 25 when I did my preseason, my, my post-NBA draft deadline, top 25 for SB Nation back in June. Mm-hmm. And I just think, like, I've been more high on Kentucky than other teams. I, I, preseason last year, I picked them to go to the Final Four. Uh, they're going to be really good. They've underachieved. I think that Cal's lost his two-step a little bit. I don't think his offense has evolved with the game. I think that dribble drive just does not work in, in modern basketball. Now, granted, it looked like in the global jam that they've gone away from the mid-range stuff a little bit or the floater stuff, and they're doing more of the, the analytical threes and shots around the rim type deal, which is good. That, that's good for them. I just think if you're, they're going to be relying on freshmen to a degree. The, Antonio Reeves coming back was a big deal for them. Getting some of the other guys to come back and come in is a big deal for them. But they're still going to be heavily reliant on freshmen, and teams have not won at a high level that have been that reliant on freshmen outside of last year's Alabama team, which ended up flaming out in the NCAA tournament. I, I think they're going to be good. I'm not, I'm not sitting here being like, Louisville's going to be better than Kentucky. I just don't think that there are a Oh, you you took my part out about my good point about the upperclassmen. Good job. Well, we, we couldn't have the clip go on forever. That's true. And then the, it, it cut off even before I thought it cut off there. He goes on to say he doesn't think they're a top 10 or 15 title contending team. So that's Mike Rutherford. He goes 3-6 to six here on Big X Sports Radio. And he usually with Trevor Kelsey, but Trevor out this week. So he's got scoots, an extra dose of scoots. And scoots, I'm proud of you, buddy. Thanks. You, you fought the good fight. I mean, I was, I just I couldn't stand I couldn't stand for it, you know. Like I'm so tired of hearing that Kentucky's not a top twenty team based on past performances. Cal hasn't gotten it done in years. Like I'm tired of that narrative because it's looking at this team on paper, talent wise, it is one of Cal's best teams, if not his best. I mean, I'm not. I don't know if we could say it's his best right now, but I think when it's all said and done, it has potential to be his best ever roster at Kentucky. I also just think it's such a silly narrative, like. Young teams don't win. It's like, well, it's because Duke and Kentucky haven't been as good. When Kentucky and Duke got all the good players, they were winning all of the time. When they weren't, then the freshmen weren't winning because Anthony Edwards was going to Georgia, right? Like, you have to have top five, top ten players in the NBA draft playing for Duke or Kentucky for them to be successful. To act like all of a sudden you can only be old to win in college basketball, I think is just silly. Yes, it's a recent trend, but it's like, well... Yeah, and that's, like... No. That's, I totally agree with that point about, like, we have a history of, of teams dominating as freshmen. And I, I, I get it, they lost in the Sweet 16, but it was Alabama frickin' basketball. They've got yeah. the history of my toenail when it comes to the sport. And they were the number one overall seed totally led and controlled by a freshman for people to just gloss that over and be like, well, I don't know. I don't know if freshmen can really dominate like they used to. <laughs> Did you think about last year? You know, I'm going to take my video off just in case the internet's lagging a little bit, but um, if he has those opinions about Cal, I'm all right with that. Like that's fine by me. I think you can have those opinions. And if you think that's going to be the reason UK comes up short, I'm all right with people having those opinions. I disagree with it, but I think it's at least you're you're basing it in something. But 
people ignoring the talent on this team, there would be no other team in college basketball that could have four first-round draft picks and people would just gloss over. It's it's silly, and especially for somebody as smart as Mike. And no recruiting guy saying this is the worst recruiting class ever. They're saying that it's it's down. They're saying it's down in years past years and future years this one's less than although people are saying the same thing about 2024 i mean they do that every they do that all the time like they do it all the time roush they do it all the time and secondly debatably cal has never gotten a better class than the class he just got (laughs) scooch you were right about that i mean it's either 2013 it's either 2009 2013 or this year and well the 2009 team they went to the Elite Eight, probably should have won it all. The 2013 team struggled in the regular season, surprisingly, although this group will have more returning talent than that team did. But shucks, when they did figure it out, Roush, they, gee golly, they went to the national championship game. And then this year's group, does that mean they're going to go to the Elite Eight or national championship game? It's March. Weird things happen in March. You never know. But everybody's just ignoring history with this UK team and ignoring potential all because I think they've been burnt the last couple of years, Roush. So they're just, they're being safe. They're wanting to be more safe. Yeah. No. And I, and I, I, I get the Calipari stuff, but like, cause you know, you, you've done this whole thing before. Um, but to, to act like that, this group is going to be just as bad as, I don't know. I mean, when was the last time I can't even think of a class to compare them to because they've had so few comparable ones. Like there's just not, it's, it's, it's like five guys in NBA draft draft first round mock drafts. Like I don't been a long time since something like that's happened, probably 2017. So yeah, these guys, they're pretty good. Shout out to you scoots though for really, Putting your flag in the ground and giving Rutherford a big old second. I just, I just wasn't yeah. gonna stand for oh. it anymore. And it has nothing to do with hanging out with you guys every day. It's just being a realist, you know. Ridiculous. If any other team had four potential first round draft picks, and maybe, maybe Duke does, people would be going nuts about them. But for Kentucky, it's the wait and see approach. Because freshmen can't win in basketball besides last year when the best player in college basketball on the best team throughout the regular season was a freshman. It makes no sense. Justin Edwards' floor is James Young. Uh, DJ Wagner, if he ends up like just being a bust roush, then maybe this team will not be great. But you still have Antonio Reeves, you're one of the leading returning scorers in the <laughs> SEC last year. You got him back there. Reed Shepard is somebody that's just a winning basketball player. Yeah. he. I mean, so if DJ – you got some safety nets if DJ Wagner ends up not being. Rob Dillingham, of course, he's great. And then Adutiero is going to make a huge jump. People just don't aren't familiar with him. That's okay. His numbers last year were terrible. They'll find out soon enough. And then Trey Mitchell was one of the better role players in the Big 12 last year, and he's going to be a role player on this UK team. So you're taking one of the better role players in an entire conference – and you're having him come in to be a, hey, you're going to be involved, and he's going to score. There's going to be some games he's going to be UK's leading scorer, but it's never going to be like, it's time for the Trey Mitchell show. He's going to be an afterthought on this team. That's a thing of beauty for a good basketball team. And I get it. Maybe UK gets out-rebounded. Maybe the lack of rim protection with the bigs being out is going to be a lot to overcome. 
I've got some questions inside just like everybody else, but let's all assume Bradshaw is going to be back at some point. He's been talked about the number one draft pick, folks. Like, you know, I just, uh, I'm all right with everybody sleeping on UK, on UK. People can have their opinions about what Kentucky will be this year. But, Roush, I don't think I've ever can remember a year I want people to be so wrong. And I, boy, I don't think people have seen an obnoxious UK fan base if this group takes off. Oh, yeah. That, can- that Kansas game, too. Like, if UK beats Kansas, and I don't think they will, I'll pick the Jayhawks as of right now, although I do think it's going to be a really, really good game. I don't think it's going to be like, the Zion Champions Classic game or the or the 2015 UK game against Kansas. I don't think it's going to be a blowout. But if they win that game, national media is going to have a rough Wednesday morning. Ooh, it's going to be tough. Real, real tough. Be all up in those mentions. Whew. But Mike does a great job. I just disagree with him on UK. And I think he puts on a very entertaining radio product, although he always bails on the Big X Christmas party. I can see why John Spears didn't want him anywhere near his birthday party. He said he's coming to the next one. He said that last year. We'll see. There was one year where, like, he said, yeah, we don't have anything going on. We should be good. And he just didn't even show. And he doesn't want to ever be in our lottery club, which – Hey, at least he 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 came to the Big X scramble. In his defense, I'm That's true. I'm starting to second guess the lottery Although, club. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm hanging in there. We're gonna win one day, and it's gonna be sweet. I don't think you are. I don't think you are kidding. I was doing some quick well, math. I was doing some quick math the other day. It is like two hundred fifty dollars a year to not win. For a chance at a billion dollars, <laughs> Scoots. I'm not you going anywhere. Betting I'm, I'm not you going anywhere. Maybe saving money. Well, it's dead. Lottery club's dead. Thanks a lot, Mike Rutherford. Now you've wow. got the scoots. Wow. Uh, 502-414-1450. A texter says, it's really fun to think about the different lineups we can throw out, especially once Aaron and Z are healthy. Oh, yeah, for sure. And then once you get Aaron back, then you're moving Trey over to the four. Then I could worry a little bit. I mean, Trey can knock down shots. Bradshaw can knock down shots. I'd worry a little bit about shooting if you had a lineup with Edwards, Trey Mitchell, and and Bradshaw. Just because I think Edwards is going to be pretty inconsistent. Heck, Reeves is inconsistent for what it's worth. UK will have some bad shooting nights. Um, maybe, hopefully, you can find ways to win in those. But they'll probably be they'll probably get they'll get got a few times with a bad shooting night. Hopefully, just not in March, Roush. Hopefully not. Hopefully not. Hopefully they get hot and stay hot. Um, one texter says, we're due for a Scoot Stephen Avery impersonation. Thanks in advance. That's true. I don't know how to do Stephen Avery. I don't know Teresa. I did not kill her. That was bad. Sometimes, I need like, practice. In radio, need practice. In, in ra- uh, that was just like a more seductive Stephen yeah. Avery. Yeah, not good. Yeah, you, were, you were trying to get it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Scoots will... Everybody in radio has filler words. I do. Mine's probably uh, which you're not supposed to say. Everybody's got them. It's no big deal. I think for the most part, we put on a pretty good radio product. Scoots will, however, do a, you know. Oh, my it's, gosh. It's, it's, it's very... driving me freaking nuts, TJ. Ever since you sent me that text last week, that's all I can hear. And anytime I say it, I cringe. Oh, it makes me cringe so much, you know? It, 
(laughs) (laughs) That's a good one. It's not so much that, like, the filler word. Everybody's got filler words. It happens. You should try to cut on them. Everybody should. But I just love the accent, this weird accent that we get from you all of a sudden. Like, it's real, like, North Midwestern. Yeah, and I've I've never been a big vocal filler guy. I learned in college when I was going through broadcasting stuff to cut those out. So I've made a conscious effort over the years to get those out of my vernacular. I don't know where the you know came from because that's a new development. That's not something I've yeah, always no. said. Yeah, no. Uh, by the way, John Spears did a great job on the Bellerman call yesterday. Oh, dang it. I forgot to listen. Crap. I listened to a little bit of it. They pounded. Who'd they play? Transy? Transy, yep. Yeah, he did a, he did a good job. Suck it, Transy. A texter says, oh, I drove past Hanover. I actually saw the college for the first time yesterday. I'd never actually seen the college in Hanover. Spending four years there. No offense. (laughs) I know A&M was good last year, and they returned everyone, but Norlander has them six in his preseason rankings. Come on. I don't know if that that was that kind of call. Yeah, exactly. You're you're right. Six is too high. But A&M is just always a tricky team. Yeah, but I don't think they're ever going to be a good team. Like, they'll find a way to blow it. Yeah, it'll be a tricky game for the Cats. I I wouldn't have them six, but if you wanted to have them, you know, 14th or something, I'd be cool with that. So, Scoots likes old women and extremely young. Ha, ha, ha. The range. The range. Yeah. Not too young, though. They had to be born before 9-11. It's the rule. Rules are rules. Mike is too big time for Big X. He's not going to your lame company parties. Well, that's evident. That is evident. It's a fun party. Wheat There's chicken only is there. Well. Not all. What salsarita is there? No, not last yeah. year. Usually. Mm. <laughs> it's a good time. And I, I love the small talk that goes on there. And yeah. I will say this about Rutherford. He was right about this, though. Like, last year, Dugan sent out the invite about, like, eight days before the party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, right? And there's a lot going on in December. There's a, once, once September rolls around, it's like you're, you're busy forever. Yep, yeah, pretty much. TJ, here's a thriller horror-ish movie recommendation, Green Room HBO. I looked it up, like – Torture, psychological, well, I like psychological thrillers, but like torture, Saul stuff, not really for me, so I don't know if I like that, but maybe I'm off base on that. They're just not like, it's not all that fun. Salt Lake Brian here. Scoots, I know you'll look great with a mustache. You're a beautiful person. Let me introduce you to the Book of Mormon and the opportunities you have to find Jane within your southern Indiana community. Mm, Sorry, Salt Lake Brian. Thanks for the kind words, but I've kind of gotten away from religion over the years. Yeah, but you could, you could be a Mormon though. Let's clear off our let's clear off the Thornton's text line and open this can of worms. That's our Mormons a religion, right, Ralph? Yeah, yeah. So I'm I've gotten away from religion. You could be a fun you could be a fun one though. Sure. You are you are you atheist? Oh, absolutely not. Oh gosh, no. Heck no. Are you agnostic? No, absolutely not. I just don't have. Well, I just see religion as like. I don't want to use the word cult, but it's kind of like a cult, you know? I mean, you don't don't have to go to a specific church to have a relationship with God. And that's one thing I've realized as I've gotten older. That's what agnostic is, Scoots. It's like you believe in God, but you don't go to, you don't subscribe to a religion. Well, then, yeah, I'm very much agnostic. The most agnostic. Agnostic is, is, 
not so much that Roush. It's uh, it's that you, that nobody can really know. Nobody knows it's nebulous. It's like it's it's like saying that like God could totally be real, but He also could totally not be. Then I'm not really really, really putting their flag in the ground for that take. <laughs> if you, if you were well, they would say that you know believing a guy walked on water is is putting the flag in the ground, but that's why it's called a belief, folks. If you were setting the line in Vegas, what would you put the over-under on when Scoots got married? Ooh, this is good. How old are you, Scoots? 34. 30. Over. Nine and a half. Over. It happens quick, buddy. I'm I'm taking the over. It happens quicker than you think. (laughs) It just takes like one Scoots lucky night out at the bar. You go on a date the next week. Bada boom, bada bing. Wedding bells a year later. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, you just don't go out. No. We're going to get you somebody, Scoots. Can't wait. We're going to get you somebody. Scoots, if you were to find a wife one day, what is one thing that you need to change? Roll, Cole. Uh, very much my selfish attitude. When it comes to relationships and having a wife and all that, I'm very much um, think about myself. So if I were to ever go that route, yeah, I'd have to change my selfishness. Stop thinking about only me. That's good self-awareness, Scoots. Podcast listener here, I don't think I've watched the late SEC TV game the last few weeks. Do they do the split screen like they do the early game? I know the early game has normal view on ESPN. Just hope Mississippi State game doesn't have a split screen. I don't really know what they're talking about. Yeah, I don't what are you I don't what are you talking about, Texer? A split screen? I haven't seen that in any of the like a games. split screen with what? Another game? If that's what you're doing, then you're you can if you're on YouTube TV, you can you can get out of that. That's probably what they they probably just don't know how to do the YouTube TV. They they probably don't either. You can you can go find like if you're on just YouTube TV and you've got multiple games, you can go you can actually just you can you well, click on the game you want. Yeah, you, you just click on the game you want. I think it takes you to it. Right. Yeah. And then you can scroll over and get it on the sound you want. Uh, podcast listener here. Oh, uh, pod, oh, again. Sonny Kopax, aka Big Daddy, raised a child by himself for a while. Anyway. Scooter Dingus should use this example as a blueprint to raise a child by himself. Oh, I would do better than Sonny Koufax. I'm not laying newspaper on pee on the floor. I'm cleaning that it's bad boy up. It's because you don't have newspaper. You don't read. <laughs> Except for Harry Potter. Just covering the floor in Harry Potter books. By the way, only got 40 pages left in the first book. Wow. Pro- probably going to finish that bad boy tonight. Nice. How do you think it's going to end? Uh, I have a pretty good idea, but I'm, I'm not sure. I'm going to hold off. Giving up 21 in the fourth quarter at home is insanity. Yes. Uh, yes. Although it was only 17, wasn't it? I believe so. I believe so. Maybe two places. Come on, TJ. He runs that hotel. He also owns a coffee drive through chain. Yeah, that's right. It's true. Come on. We're all over the place. We really should we get, get them, them as a, yeah, as a sponsor. Seriously. I'm going to reach out to him and be like, hey, listen, this is hilarious. My name's Scooter. We do a morning show, coffee, morning. I'm going to I'm gonna talk to our sales girl about it today. We have a sales girl? Yeah, I, we have several. What? Yeah. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm with Roush. This is made up. <laughs> what do we got next, Roush? Uh, text from Thorne Sexon says, John here. Good morning, everyone. Last night, my family and I got lower-level section tickets to watch the basketball cats take on the Skyhawks. 
It's my first time sitting lower level. We're usually upper level areas. So tell me, is there a big difference between lower and upper atmospheric games? Gotta go. Cat you later. Yes, John, you're gonna get you don't you're gonna be so spoiled you never won't want to sit in the upper deck again. Like the chair backs are just so cushy. It's real nice, Clark. It's real nice. I don't there there's a breaking point in the second level. Some of the second level seats I think are really good. But you get to a certain level where it's like, eh, yeah, this is... Yeah, like past maybe like row 10 or 12 where you start getting like um, vertigo, I guess. Is vertigo the right word? But yeah, you, you just you just get a little like, whoa, this is too high. Um, downstairs, pretty awesome. Uh, there's plans, I think, for me to go to the Gonzaga game. Gonzaga, my, nice. Yeah. May do the old stay the night sort of deal in Lexington. It'd be fun. Did it for the Kansas game last year. We lost. That wasn't as fun. Embrace yeah. the whack. You have a six-round loaded revolver. Oh, boy. After catching a wide receiver screen on the opponent's 30-yard line, is your aim good enough to run one to the house while fending off defenders old Western style? Can we have one that's maybe not about, like, shooting college athletes? Well, let's just say they're um, paintballs, and they got to fall down when you hit them. Yeah, like really powerful paintballs. Yeah, yeah, I, I I think so. I think my accuracy would be good enough. Although, if it's only like six paintballs in the chamber. When was the last time you ran 70 yards, like sprinted? <laughs> That's a great question. Um, couldn't tell you. Like, sprinted, couldn't tell you. I mean, Sprinting it's, it's, is, like, I, I tried, um, like, hey, instead of jogging, I'll just do some sprints. Jogging much easier than sprinting. Well, if so you're I mean, on the if you're on the opponent's cool. thirty, you're only having to run thirty yards, so that's good. I if you're on your own oh, thirty, you're oh, running seventy. Got you. Okay, yeah, my brain's getting a little. I saw a stat that like eighty or ninety percent of people in their thirties will never sprint again in their life for like. Which yeah. is kind of crazy to think about. Now, now I just want to go sprint just I'm, to show that I can still do it. I'm going to do that after the show. Matter of fact, you're just going to go sprint. Yeah, I'm going to run. I'm going to sprint down the parking lot and back. Gosh, I have a buddy who he'd travel a ton for work, and he really enjoys like running, but he doesn't like treadmills for whatever reason. And he would just run in the parking lot of <laughs> like the hotels. Yeah, I I get that. I don't I don't like treadmills either. My I get not liking not treadmills, but like I'm not just gonna run in a parking lot like a fucking Yeah, get on the damn elliptical or something else. Like don't <laughs> running in a parking lot. Come on. Mongoose was the BMX style and Diamondback was the mountain bike. Thank you, Texter. See, there we go. I knew there was something to that. My Boom. mongoose had pegs on it and we'd be riding silly all throughout the neighborhood. Did uh Diamondbacks have pegs? No, because they're a mountain bike. That checks out. Yeah. Scooch may be on to something. Adopt an older kid that's an athlete who he can play golf with and can protect him at NFL games. That sounds fantastic. Yeah. My, bro my brother and I were talking about this last night. Uh, we were like, yeah, actually, Scooch could be on to something if he, like, adopted a 13-year-old. Like, just somebody he could go play golf with, you know, yeah. and he just had to, like, worry about dropping him off from to and from school for, sure. like, two years. It'd be great. The kid is probably just a poophead, though. Like, the chances no. are very high. How would the, the kid be a poophead? Have you have you interacted much with high schoolers lately? Most are. Like yesterday, I saw kids getting off the bus. They're just like flipping off, like their friends. It's like that's, God, the, God. that's the South End. Oh, you think Jeffersonville, Southern Indiana, is any better? Mm-hmm. Oh, they're, suck it, buddy. They would do. They do howdy hoes and waves. I could. See I could Scoots. see Scoots' adopted son beating him right. in golf and stealing his girl. 
<laughs> what girl? That'd be tough. <sighs> Wait, why is Scoots okay with a goatee, but so against the lip caterpillar? Uh, good question. Lip caterpillar, gross. Confirmed. Another texter says, Scoots, I hate to break it to you, but unless you win the lottery again, I don't think roll call and the hotel are going to pay enough to support a child. Uh, I could maybe support a child. I It'd know be close. some people that support the uh, child without even working. So I think Scoots just yeah. having jobs, I think, would be better than, than some texter. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. Uh, let's see, maybe one more. Need Roush and TJ to tell me if I'm wrong, but I think Scoots would make a good, a great Joe C. Uh, yeah, I don't remember Joe C. He used to sing with Kid Rock. Not familiar. Yeah. Oh, um, me neither. Yeah. All right, folks. Oops. We're out of time. It always goes by too quickly. We didn't even get close to finishing the text line, so that one's on us. One more. You aren't losing the No Arms audience. How could they change the station? Everybody have a great Wednesday. This is Kentucky Roll Call and Big X. Oh, God. DJ Walker.